just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, Hollywood Henderson once said, Terry Bradshaw was so dumb he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the T. Well, a few dum-dums on Wheel of Fortune just said, hold our beer. My long-lost Little League teammate turned PGA Pro to the stars. John Ronis joins me. We talk World Golf League, college basketball, and why he's Googling how to survive a nuclear war. Your 40-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man. Let's go. Here we go. Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. Thank you for downloading. Well, that quote is actually real. Thomas Hollywood Henderson once said that Terry Bradshaw is so dumb he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the A. I actually said C and the T, but you get the point. I don't know if that's true or not. I think Bradshaw could have figured it out. But we had a Wheel of Fortune puzzle that went way off the rails the other night. Here was the puzzle. Another feather in your cap, which, by the way, is a old English idiomatic phrase believed to have been derived from a general custom in some cultures of a warrior adding a new feather to their headgear for every enemy slain. The phrase today has been altered to be a more peaceful allusion where it's used to refer to any laudable success or achievement by an individual that may help you in the future. Oh, well, that's another feather in your cap. How about that? Well, that that was the clue. That was the puzzle. And there was just three letters left. It said another feather, blank N, Y-O blank R, and then C-A, well, blank A blank. <laughs> three left. Here's what unfolded over the... F- Final two minutes and seven seconds, a calamity unlike anything I think we've ever seen on a game show. Okay. Another feather in your hat. Christopher. 
Another feather in your gap? Uh-oh. Bankrupt. Bankrupt Roy, I have another shot at it. You can spin the wheel and try to solve the puzzle. I'll solve? Okay. Another feather in your lap. No. <laughs> All the feather is moving around. <laughs> Christopher. Nine hundred. D. No. Thomas. Lose a turn. Laura, you have another opportunity here. You can spin the wheel. You can try to solve the puzzle. All right. What do you want to do? Third crack at it. Go ahead and spin if you don't know. I'm gonna go yeah, ahead I, I'm going to go ahead and down. spin it. Well, what letter would you like? A P? Yes, there's a P. Oh, thank God. Now we're going to get it, right? Spin or solve. I will solve. Okay. Another feather in your map? Christopher, <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> oh my goodness. The bankrupt got you. Thomas, you have no money. I don't know what you want to spend. You I'll, I'll spend. Okay. He's got no money. <laughs> so what letter would you like? A C. Is there a C up there anywhere? There you go. You want to solve this? Yeah, I'll solve. Another feather in your cap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that is an all-timer right there. Three bricks from the woman, a bankrupt, a two bankrupts, and a lose-your-turn. <laughs> two minutes and seven seconds that shall live in infamy. Now, Pat Sajak, being the super likable, nice guy that he is, took to Twitter to say, it always pains me when nice people come on our show to play a game and win some money and maybe fulfill a lifelong dream and then are subject to online ridicule when they make a mistake or something goes awry. Okay, well, making a mistake three in a row, hat, map, lap, bankrupt, lose your turn, the one guy guesses G and and B, I think it was. Gap and bap. Last night's feather in your cap puzzle was a case in point, says Sajak. Sitting at home, it seems incredible they couldn't solve it. But I knew in real time what was happening. The first attempted solve was feather in your hat, which, by the way, is how a lot of people say it. So all the three players thought it was a good solve and were stunned when it was said wrong. Now imagine you're on national TV and you're suddenly thrown a curve and you begin getting worried about looking stupid. And if the feather isn't in your hat, where the heck can it be? You start flailing away looking for alternatives rather than the synonyms for hat. And of course, when it's solved, you want to crawl into a hole. I've been praised online for keeping it together and not making fun of the players. Truth is, all I want to do is help them get through it and convince them that those things happen even to very bright people. Now, look, I, I don't know how well-known that phrase is, but if you know it's hat or cap, you go, okay, it's not hat, it's cap. I know what the basic expression means. I've lived on this earth a few years. I know it. They did not know it. Anyway, good for Pat Zajac for keeping his karma shiny and being a nice guy. If only Alex Trebek were alive, and if only he was running the game, which he's, never done Wheel of Fortune, 
But you can imagine the dripping condescension that would come from the great Alex Trebek. May he rest in peace. Super Sky Point to him. I would say if Jeopardy is the Mount Everest of game show intellect, then Wheel of Fortune has to be the bunny hill, right? Spin, pick a letter, try to solve a puzzle with a commonly known phrase, right? How hard can it be? I guess in this case, really hard. All right, time now to call my man Johnny Ronas of the Ronas Golf Academy at River Creek in Leesburg, Virginia. Capital Golf Gang contributor, personal friend of the Lerner family, MLB owners. Don't hold it against him. Former Little League Baseball coach to his two sons, part-time guitarist and lead singer for the band South of Seven, and a former Little League teammate of mine. He's currently in Florida, which is a great place to be right now. I got your music, Johnny boy. Here we go. How are you, Dave? Little golden earring. Twilight Zone. This is your preferred walk-up music, right? Yes, of course uh, it is. Of course. Here we go. So you're in Florida, brother. How's it treating you? I am in Florida. I just got off the what we call down here in New Smyrna Beach dog beach where you can take the dogs and let them oh, run. So I have a puppy wow. that we, we drove down here with two dogs in tow, Zabe. You know Penny. And then our new puppy, Ellie, uh, left two at home. And so that was their first or her first water expedition. Okay, hold on a second. Penny is yeah. the golden retriever? Penny's a golden, and then this one's Ellie, and she's also a golden, but she's only four months old. So you've got two goldens with you in Florida. You left two yes. dogs behind in Virginia? Yeah. They're oh much older, Dave. I think they can fend for themselves. Oh, my God. Do you have, <laughs> yeah. somebody, do you have somebody watching them and feeding them? I yes. Okay. Yes, and it's costing me quite a pretty penny, so yes. All right. Well, this connection sounds incredible. I don't know what kind of uh, telecom voodoo is going on down there in Florida. Are you literally on the beach right now? I'm on the well, I am one, um, 50 steps from the beach. I'm driving actually on a road, but I'm, oh, wow. like, I'm beachside. Okay, fantastic. All right. Well, we have got a lot to cover here, uh, but before we get into the sports and whatnot, you told me in your text to me, you've been Googling how to survive a nuclear war. Yes, Bro. I was told. Yes, I was told at Spring Hill in McLean. Yes. All you need to do is hide under your desk. And that would take care of it. That's what I was told when I was little. I remember I think it's a little bit more severe. I know. I remember those drills just as you do, very yeah. vividly. I remember as well being ten years old and having nuclear annihilation with the old Soviet Union be something that would actually invade your little ten-year-old brain as a concern. Like, yes. wow, is this and now like it's, now my fifty-three-year-old brain is getting the same concern? It's weird. I, maybe I'm just asleep at the wheel of history here, but I don't feel that at all. I don't think this thing, while bad as it is, is coming anywhere close, despite the rhetoric, you know? Yeah. People are talking some shit. Russia's talking some shit here. Yeah, I just think he's crazy, and we'll see what happens. I just, you know, it's it's it'll get to the point where we got to take him out. So, um, I don't think he's crazy. We'll I, I think Putin is ruthless and evil. Yeah. And but not crazy. 
Like, so he's doing something that is ruthless and evil and he feels is necessary because he doesn't want NATO coming up on his shores. But I heard this today. This was interesting. There's like, okay, so he takes Ukraine. Well, what borders Ukraine on the east? Poland. Poland, well, yeah. Poland is already in NATO. So in other words, he would be bringing NATO closer to him if he were to actually fully annex you know, Ukraine, but he may not annex all of it. I don't know. I hope it turns out okay. So what was the Google answer to how's, how to survive a nuclear? The one that I got was pretty pretty good in that you had to stay underground. So I'm starting to dig. You know, I'm, I might come over to your house, but otherwise I'm going to dig at my house. So you okay. go underground. The blast comes through. First, I Googled, could you survive underwater? That didn't work. Then the blast comes through. Then you have to stay underground for like, a, I think, a good few hours for the fallout. And then I think once you're okay, once you, you're good with that, I think you're okay. I don't know if you're dead of cancer in a year, but oh, that's well, what I heard. Yeah. See, my uh, nuclear survival plan is simple. It's a pistol with one bullet. And if a bomb, seriously, if a, if a nuclear bomb were to hit anywhere close to where there's civilization, I'd just kill myself because things will be so fucked up after that. As soon as one country drops a nuke, some what, 85, 90 years after, uh, Iwo Jima or not Iwo Jima, but Fuka, Fukushima, Fukushima, Hiroshima, Hiroshima. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Once somebody punches somebody in the nose with a nuke, then it's a brawl. Other people are getting nuked, and it's over. Like, life as we know it will not be any fun at all. I'll just fucking kill myself. We're just a smothering hole at that point. So I'm hoping it doesn't get to that point, but um, if it does, I think I have a good plan. Okay, well, there's that. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. In the meantime, uh, I teased in your intro that you are a personal friend of the Lerner family, so I'm sure any comments that you may have about the lockout are going to be tempered with the fact that, well, you know, you don't want to burn any bridges. But yeah. you must be bitterly disappointed, as everyone who loves baseball, that this thing is actually happening. I am. And I'm, um, you know, I think I'm good enough friends with them, actually, where I can say I can be negative at times. And um, I think they understand as a both a friend and a fan. So I'm very disappointed in this. I think that I think we're still at the point where the players do deserve a bigger piece of the pie. And um, I think... You know, again, it starts to hurt the product, and I want the product to be here for generations to come. That's mainly what I'm talking about. Their feeling is that they've gone through now a partial season and an interrupted season. I think their feeling is if we get any partial season and we get a World Series champion that you can put on a plaque for 2022, they're good. Yeah. And I think it's a shame. I think the owners would would trade a whole month of – kind of mediocre gate receipts, say April when the weather's not good, they'd trade yep. that in a heartbeat for 12 or 14 playoff teams and uniform ads, which would instantly, I think I saw the number, $200 million annually. Yeah. Boom, right no, there in their no laps. Question. No question. And you know, no one wants to go to a game in April unless it's opening day. Right. Opening day is 42000 The next day, eight. Yeah. Opening day is 42000 uh, the second game is 42 degrees and a light right. rain. <laughs> and you're like, right. this sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, it's they, disappointing. And I, I, you know, I talked to, I talked to Mark a lot and, and um, it's, it's an interesting take. It really is. I mean, they are steadfast in, in the ownership. All the owners pretty much are steadfast that 
the players are going down a road that they don't think they can come back from once they go down that road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's their attitude. I, I personally, you know, I don't, I don't agree with it, but um, I still can express that to them and still play golf with them. David Sampson, former Marlins and Expos team president, was on, he's on Levitard's show on a regular basis, and he said essentially, hey, the learners are, are very wealthy, but according to what he's heard, the Nationals lose money more years than they make money. Mm-hmm. And people jumped all over that going, well, they bought the team for $450 million. It's now worth $2 billion, so that's a 344% return on investment. I said on Twitter, yeah, I lose money on my house every year, too. Lose yep. money, you know? Yep. yep. I, I don't think that's a winning argument with fans. No, exactly. And and the product is the only thing that makes that value go up. Obviously, no one wants to buy something that doesn't exist. So you start to water down or eliminate a product slower. You know, it's, it's a tough game anyways. Yeah. You have to be a fan of baseball. You just don't kind of roam into a baseball game and have any clue what's going on. So it's something that it, it is generational. And I think that I personally think that they've done this a couple times and they're going down a bad road. Yeah. Why'd you buy that house? Uh, not to save money because it costs money. <laughs> Heat yeah. it, insure money it. Pit. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I know it's going to appreciate. It's in a nice neighborhood and I'm going to grow old there with my kids and my grandkids and then leave it to somebody when I'm gone. That's why you're in the house business. The you know Owners like the learners... If they're in a biz, you know, their business is shopping malls. They're very good at executing yeah. them. But when yeah. they got a mall that's not performing, they get out of it. So they if you're it. Yeah. So if you're telling me a baseball team is bad business and you're losing money, then why aren't you selling it? And that's true of yeah. all the owners, not just the learners. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, that you have 28 owners of in the world yeah. or whatever the how amount of teams there are. It's not a bad investment. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, and this is something maybe you've had experience with. Maybe not. I, because I work in a business where I'm a contract employee, uh, and I've I have to look at 12 page contracts with the hair to fours and intellectual property this and notwithstanding and arbitration blah blah blah. Uh, in radio, I'm, I'm familiar with this. This is what one of the players told the Athletic. They said it got to be like 12:30 in the afternoon, and the fine print of the CBT proposal was stuff we had never seen before. The owners are trying to sneak things past us like they think we're dumb baseball players and get sleepy after midnight or something. It's like that stupid football quote, they are who we thought they were, and they did exactly what they thought they would do. They pushed us to a deadline that they imposed, and then they tried to sneak some shit past us at the deadline, and we were ready for it. We've been ready for five years. And they tried to flip it on us today in PR, saying that we've changed our tone and tried to make it look like it was our fault. Well, that never happened. I've had that happen yeah. to me on a couple of deals where luckily I've got an agent and he says, well, I got to clean this up because it says, you know, three years, not four or something like that. I go, oh, I go, sure. I go, the years are wrong. Like that was one of the first things we talked about. Yeah. How, how, how did it get that way? And he goes... Uh, you know, the lawyers try stuff. <laughs> and it, you're exactly right. It ends up on, you know, when you're going for a house or when you're going for loans or things like that, it's you agree to A, B, and C, but you don't agree to D. And then when they come back with the answer to D or the fix for D, all of a sudden A, B, and C are different. Right. And they can always go, oh, I'm sorry, that's, an, that's a mistake. Or 
uh, we misunderstood. Yeah. Or they can say, oh, that was a previous draft as we right. were, you know, hashing out the details. But a yeah. lot of times, and sometimes it is a genuine mistake, but a lot of times it's not. It's trying to yeah. slip on past you. So, yep. Happens all the anyway, time. Anyway, uh, did you see, I thought the worst, the worst optics I've ever seen was from the commissioner practicing his golf swing without a club in the bowels of the stadium. It was caught by an AP photographer. Have you seen the photo? No. Oh, no, my I God. I do know he plays because I was privy to a conversation with oh. him. Um, but he's a member. He's a member at Wingfoot. Yeah, that's yeah. I I, I know some of these things and I don't feel I know. luxury to but explain. But some of the players are yeah. like some of the players have been tweeting his scores from Wingfoot because, as you know, as part of the gin system, the golf handicap index yeah. network, right? Which yep. you have to maintain a proper index that is open for anyone to look up your scores, yep. where you shot them, and on the date that you shot them. That's public oh, interesting. information. So some of the players were tweeting his scores from Wingfoot and making cracks about them. Well, anyway, Manfred uh, is photographed with his hands on an imaginary golf club in the bowels of the stadium as the deal is coming to a head and they're about to cancel games. And the New York Daily News has the greatest headline I've ever seen. You know what? It's it's labeled with that photo. Unhappy no. Gilmore. Oh, that's great. Unhappy well, he's, he's, Gilmore. He's, he's an absolute pawn for the ownership. Oh, I mean, no, he's he, he is he their Ruth about the players. No, I I don't really think he likes the game much. Yeah, well, I don't think he even knows. You're right. You're right. I don't think even I think he's totally ignorant. And I believe actually both the owners and the players feel that way. All right. That he's not qualified for the job. Yeah. All right. Real quick. When do you think yeah. the baseball season starts? I have said on record, and I hate, I'd love to be wrong. I think it's going to be a race to save 4th of July. Yeah. I think, I think you're going to see it June 1. June 1. Okay. Kind of thing. Um, I think, uh, I just think they're going to not care about April and they, they kind of will make a point about May. And then once June comes around, they know the kids are getting out of school and they're ready to go. They don't want to miss June. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. Meanwhile, we have a lot to chew on. Me, you, Ronnie, and Ghoul. Next time we gather about this Saudi Golf League and the stunning fall from grace of Phil Mickelson. Mickelson. Have you? It's a. It is fascinating. It's incredible. It is fascinating, and I, I keep on trying to read up on what he said, 
and I think I got what he said. He's, but it, the problem was, oh, I hear that dog. Put the phone in front of the dog. Who is that? Oh, she's panting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, get that on there. Come That's on. Penny Lane. Penny. Good boy. Good girl, Penny. Girl, right? Penny, yes. Penny is a girl. Penny Lane. I have Penny Lane and um, Eleanor Rigby. We call her Ellie. And <laughs> oh, there's Ellie. Yes. Oh, here, we go, here we go. Dogs on the same cast. I love <laughs> I'm it. Putting, I'm getting out. <laughs> Okay. Here. Lord just went to get dinner. I'm, I'm getting out. Oh Thank my God, that's fantastic. Stuff. So, All by right. the way, so, they're, so they they ran on the beach and they ran on the water and they love every bit of it? Yeah, they love oh it. My God, Covered dead. with sand in the truck. It's a disaster. But well, you know what? That's, that's the way it is. That's part of being a dog. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah Mickelson, I said the, the worst thing he did was he said the quiet part out loud. He yes. said flat out, these guys are scary MFs. He said... We know they killed Khashoggi, the Washington Post guy, reporter. Yep. And yep. he said, I almost hope, I said, I, I'm not even sure I want the league to succeed. He just wanted to stick it to the PGA Tour. He then admitted that he and other players had hired lawyers to help draft the founding documents of the league, which I, to me, if I'm you know, the PGA Tour commissioner, Jay Monahan, is it right now? Yeah, that's like well, that's like a that's like a suspendable thing. You're yeah. working with lawyers to directly undermine the PGA Tour. So, man, it was just too much truth and too much brutal honesty all at once for a guy who had fashioned this family man, nice guy, thumbs up, smile, image. He was the next Arnold Palmer's age. Yes, I mean he was on his way with the PGA Championship that he just won, he was on his way to be the next Arnold Palmer. It was unbelievable. PGA Championship, the feel-good win at 50 years old, or 51, whatever it was yeah, this past summer, was. and yeah. then a glide path to the 2026 20, Ryder Cup. Did I get that right? Correct. No, 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 2025. 25. Right, because this year, 2022, is a Prez Cup year. And then it's uh, Zach, Zach Johnson, Johnson in 23 in Italy. Yeah. And then Beth Page in 25, where, you know, Mickelson's beloved in New York for reasons I don't fully get. Yeah, now they're saying, either. now they're saying, well, I don't know. Can he get back on the right no, side of the PR ledger by that time? And that's three full years. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, well, no, no. Well, no, what, does he, not. what does he have to do? What does he have to do uh, to get? You know what? I think what someone said, which is probably right, <clears throat> and I've gone back and forth on Mickelson, but I think what they said is Mickelson's always been this guy, but we're just starting to see it. And now you're now you know. Yeah. <laughs> now you see it, right? Right. So you know, who knows if he was even being considered? You know, uh, for for fanfare, yes, he's considered, but maybe the players wouldn't want to play for him. And maybe the PGA of America knows this. I think Who knows? I think he'll be back. He'll be back in time for the Ryder Cup as captain. This will all wash down the bridge. Nobody can stay a pariah forever, except for, I guess, Art Bryles. I mean, Tiger even made it back. You know, Tiger, you could argue. A couple times. Yeah. You could argue Tiger's the worst guy. Tiger was a very selfish, very cheap, cheap superstar that wouldn't pay anybody. Early on yeah. in his career, and he endangered lives by driving while hepped up on goofballs, including the t the last time in which he nearly killed himself 
at 7 a.m. doing 80 miles an hour and flying across two lanes. You could argue that's a lot worse than anything Mickelson's ever done, but you look at Tiger and Phil were the two tent poles of the sport for 20 years, right? Yep. And they both landed in the shitter. It's... You know, again, it happens if you're around long enough, you do something stupid for most of these athletes. But, um, yeah, you're right. This is this is small in the world of you know, criminal or something like that. I just but, think you know, if you investigate it hard enough, I'm sure there's some other skeletons in that closet. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think the, the naked greed of Mickelson is what is so off putting to me. Yeah. And, it's incredible, actually, for someone who's supposedly so generous. And this Shipnuck book, which shook free the quote that sunk him here is going to be a doozy because it's an unauthorized biography, which Shipnuck, who's respected, says he thinks is fair. It's not a hit yep. job. But guess who's got a book coming out in the fall? Billy Walters, the man oh. who Mickelson owed two mil yeah. and then got the stock tip, and it was Walters who went to jail while right. Mickelson skated. I just found this out yesterday. Walters has a book coming out. Oh, that's going to be bad news. Oh, yes. So anyway, that's going to be interesting. Also, uh, Phil took another hit today in which the PGA Tour, John, just released their official player impact bonus rankings for last season. And even though Phil claimed in a tweet last December he won it, he actually didn't. Tiger Woods won it, even though he didn't hit a single shot in 2021. It's did he come in second? Did Mickelson come in second? He did. And are they going to pay him? Because he might not be a member of the PGA Tour anymore. Wow, that's a good point. For those that don't know, yeah. uh, the PGA Tour, in an effort to stave off these other leagues, instituted a player impact pool, PIP award. And it was like, okay, if you're relevant, if you get tweets, if you got social media, if people know who you are, we'll give you some extra money on top, not even for winning a tournament. And Tiger Woods got the first prize, which is $8 million, which is kind of a lifetime achievement award. Some players have said, hey, I don't mind that he got it because he made us all richer. But going forward, we got to actually, you know, tighten this thing up. Mickelson was second. Rory was third. Jordan Spieth fourth. DeChambeau fifth. Justin Thomas, six, Dustin Johnson, seven, Kepka eight, John Rahm, nine, Bubba Watson, 10. Fair enough. That's a good list. And I tell you what, I just hope that Rory can get his game back because he's the guy we need. I love he's Rory. the guy we need bringing this game forward. Just I so love honest. Rory so much. Anyway, uh, moving on to one other golf thing. Uh, did you see the new Club Pro Guy product he has released? No. <laughs> what is it? You, you know Club Pro Guy. We talked about yeah, this. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, his whole shtick, one of his big shticks is uh, punching out, you know? Yes. His punch-out game is elite, which for mm-hmm. those of you non-golfers, nobody brags about their punch-out game. It means you're wild. Well, he actually has produced a club that's a punch-out club. Oh, dear. It's not just a double-sided club, but it's triple-sided because the toe, John – has a oh, no. flat triangle on it. It's oh, shaped no. like a foot. And on the toe, it's got special grooves, which he calls the camel toe. <laughs> Here, here's, here's the ad. Here's the fake infomercial he shot that's on his social media. It is an absolute hoot. The days of being disappointed when you blow a tee shot way offline are over because you finally have a club in the bag that will get you back in play every time. Guaranteed. 
When I first heard about this club, I thought this was another shameless Aaron Oberholzer money grab. But once I heard CPG was behind it, I'm all in. I don't care if it's USGA legal. I don't play by the rules anyway. I'm not good at pulling out, <laughs> but damn, I'm great at punching out. <laughs> Make your punch out game elite, elite by ordering your very own XE747 today. Hey, he's going to sell a shitload of these. Yes, he's, he will. He's going to sell a shitload of these because me and my golf buddies have already said someone needs to order one and bring it on the trip, and we'll have a punch-out match play tournament in yeah. Myrtle where you'll play somebody, you'll get to throw the ball into the shit, and the other guy has to punch it out. Match play. Huh? It, it, it's, it's, it, look, it's genius. The, the toe is genius. It's genius. Are you looking it up right now? No, I'm driving. Okay, when you look it up, you but will, as soon as you I will, stop, you I'll look it up. <laughs> All right, let's move to uh, some basketball. Uh, did you watch any? Have you watched any college hoops? Oh well, year? I do. I, we have a, a Leesburg, a fellow from Leesburg who plays for Duke named Jeremy Roach, who's a friend of my son's. So I do watch almost every Duke game now. And being a Connecticut boy, I hate Duke. Sure. So um, I, but I, I root for them, and I root for Jeremy. And, um, and, you know, honestly, it's Coach K's last year, and he should be, he should be heralded as a, as, a, as a great coach. He's done some crazy things and some bad things as well, but um, he's one of the good guys. Yeah. So, anyway, um, college basketball, Wisconsin beat Purdue last night on a pair of banked threes. Wow. Uh, one from this uh, freshman, Chucky Hepburn, who had his best friend murdered during the oh season. God. Yeah, back in Omaha, Nebraska. He's really come on. Uh, Johnny Davis uh, hit a bank three as well. It's a great environment at the Kohl Center. Uh, this was a team Wisconsin picked to finish 10th yeah. by all the pundits in the very competitive, very deep Big Ten, and they're now going to be champs. This is what sports is all about, isn't it? Coming yeah, together. Yeah, professional sports. Well, I know, but coming together <laughs> in, a, in a sport, whether it's whatever, whatever sport it is, and to overachieve as a team, Johnny. Yes, yes, and team. it's – that's we don't see it as much in the top programs in the NCAAs because we see a bunch of one and dones. But when you get one of those teams where all of a sudden you look at their roster and they have two seniors and two juniors and a couple freshmen, it's like, wow, they're a team right. where usually you see five individuals in, in college basketball. So I love to follow and, and you see a lot of them in the Big Ten. I love to follow some of those guys who are putting in four-year careers, and all of a sudden the team's in the Final Four. I love it. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about the NBA real quick, which is basically oh. the kids today, and you've got two sons in their 20s, yeah. they root for players. They do yeah. not root for teams. Yeah, it's unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. I mean, that's the way it is, right? It's an Instagram world. It's a TikTok world. And the fact is, you don't root for the Lakers or the Celtics or the Bulls. You root for LeBron and KD and these guys and, you know, Steph Curry. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just, it's to me. Well, do you know no why it is? Bragging rights or anything like that. When it's all said and done, your team won. Yeah, but it, you know why it is? Because people have, ac- the kids today have access to the players. Players are glorified via the individual promotion of the league, the highlight packages, YouTube, social media, video games. The whole yeah. tribalism of I'm rooting for the team nearest to where I grew up sleeping under my parents' roof is so antiquated, you know? 
It really is. Yeah, that I, I mean that's though, that's the way sports are supposed to be. I know. Not anymore. But in the happenstance that you raise a child, I was born in I was raised in, in Boston pretty much. And so I was a Red Sox fan and my parents were from there. So I was a Red Sox fan and Patriots fan. But I raised my kids to be Capitals fans and Nationals fan. They they can't give up the Patriots. But so when they won the World Series, they had a sense of home team just won the World Series and it's a big deal. And I think they appreciated that. So I, I really do think it's good to have your even if your home team stinks, it's good to have your home team as a, the, the team that your kids root for. I think it's important as a parent to instill that in them. I or at least try. You gotta yeah. at least try, right? That's yeah, the bottom exactly. line. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, before we let you go, any uh, any golf tips, general golf tips to start the season as parts of the country are going to slowly start to thaw and wake up uh, yep. and guys are going to get their clubs out of their garage or their trunk or their basement. Give a general tip to the start the The best general tip early season is to try to get some tempo. And the reason for that is your bones, your muscles are a little stiffer at the beginning. So it may be a little shorter swing. And so if you can still keep a general tempo, that shorter swing will still work. So, so stretch out a little bit, get your body ready to play, but try to keep some good tempo at the beginning of the season. Did some tempo. Very good. Any tips for having four dogs now? Four. Four dogs. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> I definitely would not recommend it. And um, no, I'm, I'm uh, probably one minute from the insane asylum. So uh, no. If you're thinking about your fourth dog, go get a gerbil. I want a good pic of you and the dogs on the beach if you have one from this trip down there. So I'll I can send it. post it. Please do that. All you right. Can't it. wait to start the Capital Golf Gang. Johnny Boy, good to talk to you as always. Thank you, bud. Great talking to you, Zabe. Thanks. There you go. See ya. Yeah, bye. Let's end on this. Stephen A. Smith rarely gets destroyed on television. Why? Because in a game of facts versus volume, he always has more volume to drown out whoever is, quote, debating him. But it's also true that he only debates fellow TV personalities. It wasn't until ESPN, after one sort of guest appearance from Mad Dog Russo, longtime legendary sports radio personality, did they say, well, let's make a weekly segment out of this. This is a fun exchange, Stephen A. and and Russo will, will, will joust back and forth on topics. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> this is what Russo's done for a living all day, every day, passionately argue and debate and compare and contrast. It's like a guy who's lifted weights his whole life and is just jacked versus a dude who just got a Bowflex last week in Stephen A. Smith. So somehow the topic of, is Steph Curry one of the all-time top 10 NBA players? Top 10. Game's been going on a long time. Steph Curry's great. I love him. I told you, I told you he's one of the seven wonders of the world. Shootatron 3000. He ain't top 10, though. But either Stephen A. Smith genuinely thought, eh, maybe he's in there, or he was just tasked by the ESPN executives in charge of their phony-ass debates to go ahead and mount that horse and ride it as far and as fast as he could. So, it was here was Stephen A. Smith getting turned inside out like a dirty sock by Chris Mad Dog Russo on this rather dubious topic to begin with. No, he's not. 
Are you kidding me? Yes, I can. Top 10. Let's go through it. The greatest shooter in the history. Let's go through You want to do this? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We got MJ. We got LeBron. No, no, no. I'll do the asking. I'll do the asking. Okay. You got a series to win for your life. Burn a curry. Don't even go there! <laughs> Don't even go there! You got me. You got me. <laughs> I can't go against a healthy Larry Bird. I uh, can't go against magic, a healthy Larry Bird. Magic or Curry? Magic or Curry? Well, it depends on what I need. Game on the line. Series on the line. <laughs> it depends on what How about a guy who's a winner? Point guard in the history all of right, there you go. Steph Curry's the greatest shooter. Great shot. Steph Curry's the greatest shooter. What do I need about shooting? What do I need? I'm talking what about need? winning championships. Game series on the line. Man, you got a chance. Your life's on the line. Okay. You want magic? You want curry? Don't tell me curry. You know you know you're wrong. I'm going with magic. I'm going. <laughs> with magic. You want Kareem or you want curry? <laughs> Kareem, of course. You want Russell or you want curry? <laughs> He's already up to four now. Oh come on! He won eleven championships in thirteen so, years. At that point, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. He never averaged more than eighteen and a half points in his career. He was a That's big time rebound hunter. Listen, 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 listen. He was a big, listen. The ultimate champion. See, trying to be big, to be disrespectful to the ultimate champion. I'm not going to do that. What I'm saying to you is, Russell, Bill Russell, never averaged more than eighteen and a half points per game in his career. But he was an elite rebounder and defender. My argument to you is, if you give me all the offense in the world, why am I worried about defense? I'm not worried about defense. So guess what? I might not do that. If you're going to ask the question that way, what do I need? That's why I'm asking you. One game? Hey, what what did I just say? What do I need? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Anyhow, he, he, he kept going down the list. Uh, you know, you say, is Steph Curry one of the 10 greatest players of all time? And the answer is no. No, probably not even top 20, but somewhere after that, maybe. And it's a two-second debate, unless you want to try to blow it up into a segment or two or an hour or something else. And of course, you know, Steph Curry is now all these other old dudes, you're like, I never saw him play. Now, how do you account for the changing of the game and training and everything else along the way and coaching? You can't. But you know, Steph Curry, as much as I like him, let me let's not be re- let's be real here. Let's not be ridiculous. But this is the thing: you bring on guys like Mad Dog or anyone else who's done what I've done and what others have done for a long time, and you'll get destroyed. You'll get destroyed because you're not used to making these arguments. You're not used to going back and forth, and you haven't looked up all the stuff to compare. You're being fed stuff, like Stephen A. was fed from their producers. Well, you know, Russell never averaged more than 18 points. That doesn't fucking matter, (laughs) especially from the era he played in. All right, that'll do it for today. Stephen A. Smith makes $7, $8 million a year, and I am well short of that figure, so you know what? I'll just back off and know my role. Thank you for listening and downloading this podcast and spreading the word about it. I do appreciate it. Lots of great email coming my way at zabe at yahoo.com. Long listeners from back in the day, different venues, stops along the way. Man, I appreciate those more than you will ever know. And if you would like to contribute to this podcast, five bucks a month, and you can cancel anytime. If you want to buy a year, it's 12 months for the price of 11. Bing, bang, boom. I don't make it hard to cancel. You want to cancel, you're in, you're out. It's that easy. 
Thank you for the monthly cup of coffee to keep me going. Thanks for listening. Tomorrow, from Scott Lynn's driveway, the old band is back together. Zabe, Scotty, and Solly for 45 minutes of untethered sports and life run. Thanks to John Ronas for today. Have yourself a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.